Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of the Plant-Based Body Podcast. My name is Steph Sanzaro. I am a health and wellness advocate with a passion for talking to people about the things that really matter. In today's episode, I am joined by Kim Cooper. Kim has had an incredibly complex life. She was raised in Melbourne, but unfortunately did not get the easiest start in life. When Kim was 17, she left and moved to Townsville, where she created a life for herself. Kim followed her dream and was a part of Australian Idol, where she saw her life dramatically change, and she quickly learnt lots about the life that she did not in fact want for herself. Kim moved away to Bible College for a few years until her dad became unwell. And Kim made the incredibly selfless decision to leave her life in Townsville and become primary carer to her dad. Kim has an incredibly beautiful soul and this episode is as equally beautiful. Please welcome Kim Cooper. Father, universe, whatever you are, thank you for this friendship and for putting us here together to meet. Thank you for the support and the understanding and the amazing season that we're both in that we can actually support and talk to each other. Lord, we pray that as this podcast goes into the ears of people, that they will hear what they need to hear, that your heart will dance all through the words, that you'll be able to highlight different bits of the podcast that they need to hear to help guide them on their next step and that they feel your warmth and your love wash over them as they're listening to it like just like inexplainable warm and fuzzies like every time I listen to that podcast I just feel good we want that miraculous connection because we're here to serve you and yeah just help them hear what they need to hear bless my words that I share the words that need to be shared bless Steph's words that they are what need to come out as well and help keep us on track to be able to tell your children what it is that they need to hear amen amen by giving us a little Kim cap, which is a recap of Kim's life. Kim cap, that's yeah. cute. <laughs> so, yes. who are you? Okay, so my name's Kim Cooper, 32, grew up in Melbourne, um, had a pretty dysfunctional upbringing, um, moved out when I was 17 and went to Townsville, and then moved home back to Victoria when I was 27, mm-hmm. and so I've been living here now for four years. Um, I'm a singer by trade, so that's taken me on a bunch of different avenues, um, like vocal coaching and singing and um, that sort of stuff, but yeah. What brought you to Geelong? I, my dad got sick. So dad's been sick for quite a while, but he was deemed not able to live on his own anymore. Um, he had two stroke-like episodes mm-hmm. about four years ago, and so I moved home to move in with him and I now care for him full-time. So amazing. It's a big responsibility. Yeah, but it's good. And it was right. It was my path. It was the right thing for me to do. It was my season. Yeah. And I never doubted that. Um, I think anyone would know when you're walking into something scary, there's this weird peace that you get when you know that it's right, whether it's having the confidence to open up a new business or leave a uni course that your gut is telling you isn't the right career or moving state or, you know, when you know that you're aligned with your path and you're walking it you know it's like a yellow brick road feeling mm-hmm. and I had that about moving down to care for dad yeah so so what's it like being a full-time carer it is you know what I love the freedom in it mm-hmm. I love that I don't work a nine-to-five I love that I don't have an office 
Um, there's a lot of things that I'm really grateful for about being a carer. You know, it's the privilege of being able to care for my dad. A lot of pe- people lose their parents suddenly. That would have been horrific. Um, it's lots of routine and repetition, um, especially with dad. Um, but you know, we get along really well. So there's this, we're like an old married couple. It's yeah. really weird. You are. It's gorgeous. He ripped me. Yeah. He does. He grows oh. me. Yeah. He's the banter so is incredible. He's that my, whoever I marry, the poor man <laughs> is going to like, like big shoes to fill, massive shoes to fill. Yeah. yeah. Um, so being a carer, like it's not sexy. Mm. It's not glamorous. Oh no. <laughs> but, um, I'm also, you know, dad doesn't have to be toileted. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he can walk around the house safely. I can leave for hours at a time if I set him up correctly. So yeah. uh, dad's not so disabled that he's like nonverbal or not, you know, if it was that bad, he would need to be in full-time care. Yeah. But the level that dad's at, it's actually a really beautiful life that we have and it's a pleasure to serve him. Mm. Um, well, it takes a very beautiful person and a very selfless <laughs> person to be able to do that. Oh, and I think for many people out there who know you, they wouldn't even know, you know. Up until recently, you've become quite open about talking about it, which yeah. I think is great. Yeah, I, um, I wouldn't say I hit it on mm. my social media, not on purpose, that's for sure. Yeah. But I wasn't as forthcoming as I have become. Um, and it's funny because I'm so and i so about like authenticity. You've got to be authentic online and blah, 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 blah. And then I had this moment where I realized I wasn't sharing dad online because I was scared of what people would think or that they would think I was using him for content. Oh, and yes. that kept me in this box. Well, that's horrible. And I know you would never do that. No, but it, that was the fear that I had. And it wasn't until someone came up to me, I was at a bar or something like, oh, I follow you on Instagram. What do you even do? Like, it looks like you just add events all the time. And it, <laughs> th- that really hit me because I was like, whoa, my life actually doesn't look like that. And I'd shared yeah. dad a little bit, but it really hit me that I am not being as authentic as I should be. And I had to dig into that. It's like, why? Yeah. And when I got to the core of it, it was fear that people would think, I was utilizing my situation. Yeah. Um, and then I realized, fuck that. Like anything that you're doing because of fear is not worth it. Yeah. So I knew I had to change it. So I started to open up a lot more. And then funnily enough, dad was hospitalized probably only a month later. Yeah, I remember. And I was quite open about that journey. And I think um, the amount of messages I got from people and that was it was the right step to take. And now yeah. I have this wonderful freedom where it doesn't matter how much or how little I show dad because there's no there's no emotional barrier on it for yeah, me and yeah. I think that's healthy yeah that's complete freedom it is your social media as well as your life completely yeah so I like show heaps of dad and people always come up they're like oh my god I follow his I love Instagram I love your dad like he's so cute or he like is. he needs his own Instagram like dad's like becoming a little like Geelong celeb oh I love that a celebrity a celebrity he is yeah he's so cute and he deserves it he's the best he's funny he he's, is he's so great oh he's so um, but yeah, so we've made, we've purposely made, well, I've purposely made a really good life down here. Yeah. And I'm not apologetic about that. I think sometimes people think as a carer, there's this like struggle that you should have to, like, it's really hard. I'm like, yeah, but like, have you ever been like, seen a single mum with two kids? Like, that's fucking hard. That's and she, fucking hard. She's trying to work for like, you know, or someone that has to commute an hour and a half to work every day to a job that they hate. Like, yeah. that's hard. You know, I've been able to design a really beautiful life here and... Yeah. Um, I think that's really important hmm. um, to, you know, uh, no, I'm not a victim. It's, yeah. You know. So obviously you came to Geelong, you didn't have a life here. You've had to build that all by yourself. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Yes. Yeah, so I moved from Townsville and I'd been in Townsville 11 years and mm. loved it. 
Um, and I moved here, I knew my sister, but we're not overly close. We're quite different. We love each other, but we're, we are very different. So there's not like an authentic, oh, I'm just going to go hang at my sister's for the day. Like it's, it, it, you know, it's, yeah, is what it is. Um, and so I knew I had to build a whole new life, but my thought of it was just, you know what? There's good, if you're a good person and you're not a dickhead, there's good people everywhere. I'll make new friends. I'll find new cafes. I'll find new restaurants. I'll, you know, I just trusted that I'll build a new life here. And I did. Like, it took time. Mm. Uh, It took time. But, yeah, I moved down the first little while. Dad was pretty dependent on me. And I also didn't know what his capacity was. So that process... Um, was hard. I did a lot of documentary watching, Um, like a lot. Dad and I would just hang out and watch movies all day. um, So it was a pretty slow and steady life. Mm -hmm. Um, I was probably a bit burnt out from my last job, if I'm going to be honest. So the the timing of that, I look back, I actually probably needed some of that downtime too. I'm thankful for those seasons colliding. Um, It was just slow and steady. I got a job pretty quick. Okay. Um, Got a job at Cotton On. Okay. Um, I wanted to work somewhere with a philanthropic heart, but I knew I needed to work somewhere that if Dad wasn't feeling well, I could call up and say, I can't come in. Yeah. And our Cotton On store is a mega store, so it's huge. Um, And I just needed to go somewhere where I wasn't the carer and I had makeup on and I could serve people and, hi, like I needed to be in that space, (laughs) you know, that that side of myself. Yeah. Um, So that was really important, even though I pretty much lost money (laughs) working there. Um, Oh, dear. It was... It, it, it wasn't about money. It was about creating a life that yeah. had different channels. And I met my first friend there oh. too. So um, my beautiful friend Meg Faye, she's like the best. Uh, still one of my besties to this day, four years later. And yeah, so it's... See, everything like fell into place there. It did, yeah. And I knew it would take time to make friendships mm. um, and deep ones. Like the depth in friendships needs time. Yeah. But I was just sure that if I just kept doing the right things, the right people come, I made best mates with who my the manager of my F45, mm-hmm. um, Bridget, ended up being um, – I sang her down the aisle at her wedding. So we are really close. Oh, wow. So they were my two friends. Um, I cho- I went decided I was going to go to the gym. Yeah. I decided I was going to work at Cotton On. And I ended up finding two really solid friendships and everything else flowed from those two decisions. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah, so great. Oh, well, you've built a fantastic life here in Geelong and we are going to share all of the ins and outs of that in this podcast. But first of all, I want to sort of congratulate you and also commend you for the amazing job that you've done since moving here. I know that's not easy. And I also know that you've been quite open with me in the past about experience with anxiety. Mm. And I know a lot of people out there who suffer as well, myself being one of them. And so I know how hard it is mm. just to do day-to-day oh, jobs. Day-to-day tasks. Yeah. Yeah. As well as, you know, just getting yourself out the front door sometimes. Mm. So I want to say well done. Thank for you. The amazing job you've done. But also because you have brought such a light to our community. I mean, you put so much of yourself out and you're helping so many people. So... I want to talk about anxiety and what it means to you Mm. and just maybe explain it to the listeners for those who have never actually felt it before. Yeah. So the best way I can describe my anxiety, it's, it's almost like a PTSD from what was quite a traumatic childhood. I was bullied my whole life quite severely as a child at school. So it's like my fight or flight system is broken and it goes off. My alarms go off 
for situations that aren't a panic. One of the best examples I can give, and this is true, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, what have I got on today? What am I going to do? And I wake up in a panic and it's because back in the day, waking up meant I had to go to school and that was not safe. No. And that is so entrenched into my brain that the minute I wake up, the world is not safe. Panic. Yeah. And I'm 32 now and my brain is still telling me that. Still hardwired that way. Still hardwired that the world is not safe out there. And that was reinforced in different ways all through my entire life, whether it was bullying when my parents got sick. You know, I moved out of home really young. I I had a lot of, like, food and housing insecurity. And it's just been this, like, thing. So now that I do have a stable life and I've been able to build a life of stability... Even though I'm not living that way anymore, my central nervous system still sends me messages that life is like that. And so I might have um, like a facial with, you know, I work with the skin hub. I might be going in to film a facial with them and then have to go for a try on with own kind and then take dad to a doctor's appointment. Fully capable of doing all those things. What a wonderful day. I will wake up with the biggest sense of panic not because I'm nervous about those things. Intellectually, I'm looking forward to my day, but my heart will be racing. Yep. My thought patterns will be obsessive. My clothes won't feel like they fit right. I get really um, almost like like someone with autism gets like they you know they get sensitive to their clothing. Yeah. Um, so it can take me ages to leave the house because I'm I'm over here and then oh what was I doing and then I, it's, my brain just doesn't fucking work yeah um and i've had to learn to allow for that mm. because you don't know which day it's going to be no you don't um, do almost it, it's more most days other than than others yeah um so my anxiety is like that so i can have some days where i, I have something to be nervous about but i'm not nervous yeah i can have days that i've got nothing on all day that i feel incapable of that should cause anxiety but I will be riddled with anxiety all day. It's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's really crazy. And it's it's just like my alarm, my inner alarm system is broken. Yeah. Um, so for me, a lot of that looks like trying to retrain that. Mm-hmm. Um, having little tips and tricks to try and manage it. Yeah. But the biggest thing I think I've had to learn to do, and it almost came from like, I tried everything, you know? <laughs> And I got to the point where I remember sitting there one day and going, I just have to admit, not that this is who I am, because I do believe more healing is coming and I will never stop working on finding freedom. Yeah. But like, fuck him, stop fighting it. (laughs) You don't have the capacity of someone who works nine to five and stop comparing yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay if you need to have a sleep in. It's okay if you need a nap. It's okay if you need to cancel that thing because you've got anxiety. Like, it's just who I am where I'm at right now, build your life around that and let the struggle go. Like, yeah. let it just... Okay, cool. We've got anxiety today. Awesome. Readjust your day. Readjust the day. Yeah, readjust yeah. the day and move forward. Don't feel guilty. Mm. And you just have this weird sense of guilt because it's like I'm letting people down because I'm not yeah. enough. Like, I can't... You know, I think as well, comparing to my sister, she's a very, very highly competent, highly efficient like spreadsheet queen like no task she can't do yeah she's just like amazing so when I moved here the comparison of the the pace that she can run at yeah that was really heavy on me and I had to lay that down yeah and be like this is who I am I'm working on it and I hope one day I find more freedom but for now I have to be okay with 
with what's going on. It's kind of just acceptance, mm. I yeah. think. It's acceptance. There's so many things in life. Yeah. And not acceptance like, oh, well, this is just how it is. But acceptance of like, this is how it is now. Mm-hmm. I believe in better for the future. Yeah. But this is how it is now. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. It's acceptance that comes from kindness. Yes. Very yeah. well said. Yeah. yeah. It's not defeat. It's no. like you not settle like, with yourself. Oh, well, fuck this. Like, this is my life. Yes. It's not like that. No. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest thing is like, just stop fighting it. Like, just stop fighting it. Do what you can to manage, you know, um, a big thing that really helped me was uh, when I'm anxious, I can't stay on task. Mm -hmm. So I'm often super late to things or I have all these half-done jobs and I don't even realize I'm doing it. But I've noticed now if I'm doing that, I'm like, oh, wow, gee, I'm anxious today. Okay. (laughs) And then I adjust my day. It's like a, a sign of it. Yeah. So one thing I've learned to do is I set my alarm for five minutes and if I know... Like, I've got however much time to do this job, get ready, hair and makeup and leave the house. My alarm goes off every five minutes to remind me to get back on task. Smart. Yeah, and that has really helped retrain. I don't need... I started that maybe seven years ago, and probably the last two years, I don't actually need it. So I've stopped oh. using it. But it was... I just knew I put that alarm on, and I'm doing my hair, and then all of a sudden I'm over here doing this, and it's like, ding! You're like, oh... Wow, I'm not on task. Go back to doing your hair. Yeah. Ding. Oh wow, I've been obsessing about putting that makeup on for fu- that. That task is enough. Um, so that's just a practical thing that has really yeah. helps me. Brings you back to the present. Yes. As well. Yeah. Stay on task. So yeah. and it's as simple as just having an ongoing alarm for that period that you need to be able to stay focused. Ah. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Mm. It's a struggle. It can be a real struggle. You feel like your brain's against you, and it's yeah. hard when. Um, I talk a lot on the blog about talent versus capacity, mm-hmm. you know, and I think when you think of like a rock star or, you know, Justin Bieber, talent through the roof. Oh, yeah. The capacity of that kid to manage that fame, not there. Not good. Or talent versus character. Often our talent takes us places our character can't handle. Mm-hmm. So you see people get to these heights or they get this job because technically they can do the job, yep. but their character doesn't have the strengths to sustain it. They don't have the healthy habits. They don't think of themselves highly enough. So they've got the gifting, but they don't have the actual character. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for me, that's a big thing. I have to be okay with the fact my talent can do things, but I have to be really realistic about what my capacity actually is as a person who has to operate within a framework of intense anxiety. Yeah. Um, And learning to say no to people so that I don't let them down. Because eventually you're going to have to say no, but it's probably the day before when they didn't have a chance for someone else to do it. Yeah. So if you set your boundaries early and you know them and you have the self-confidence to stand by those boundaries, then you don't become someone who's flaky, someone who lets people down. Like I think most people would think I'm a pretty um, reliable person. I like to think my yes is my yes, my no is my no. Yeah. Um, if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. That's also because I know when to say no to an opportunity because I know that, yes, my talent could do that, but I know that my capacity won't fit that in. That's um, huge. I think this is a completely – this would be a new concept mm, to a lot of people. Yeah, because you think it's the same. Like, yeah. oh, they're talented. They can do it. Like, yeah, but are they it's up all night from things. panic attacks and then they're exhausted? Like, do they have the – yeah, it's completely two different things. Yeah. It's, yeah, your, your, your talent will take you places sometimes your character can't handle. Yeah. Um, so I think learning to say no to things 
looking at your week or looking at your month and being like, yeah. I have to be realistic. Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Yes, I can technically do it, but no, I'm not going to be able to fulfill that. It means that yeah. you don't become someone who's flaky. Exactly. Yeah. And you do have to, unfortunately, suffering anxiety, like be more organized mm. than the layperson. Oh my God, completely. Yeah, I can't leave things to the last minute. Yeah. Because if I have an anxious day that day, I won't be able to complete that task. 100%. I often have to have things ready early because, yeah, if I'm like, oh, I'll write that article for Forte on the day and then I wake up with anxiety, Forte won't get the best of me. So I give myself a week to do certain tasks and I wait for a day. I know that in that week somewhere, I'll find a gap where I'm in the space where I can complete it. Um, and that way they get the best of me. Yeah. I think that's perfect. We want to talk about like creating a brand. Yes. All right. You are your brand. I think the way the world is going, if you're a business owner or anything like that, you are your brand. Yeah. 100%. It's changed. Um, Personal branding is everything these days. It's not back in the day it was seen as egotistical, but thanks to Instagram, it's just actually truth. You know, back in the day you'd have a business and you're a hairdresser, have your business and you, you know, make flies and you've got a pretty logo and, but now it's like, well, who's the owner of that? Who's the face of this? Who's business? the yeah? People want to do relationship with people. Yeah. Um, people want to do business with people. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where the non-egotistical, valuable side of personal branding comes in, mm. because if you can put your brand, authentic brand out there, then the right opportunity should be attracted to you. Yeah. Um, it's not about creating a personal brand; it's just about authentically sharing what it really is. Yeah. Um. You can use the power of social media and personal branding to help companies that align with your values find you and help people understand what it is you're about. Yeah. So I think I've seen you on Own Kind, Skin Hub. Yeah. I've seen you doing a lot of publicity for these guys. And I think there are a lot of people out there who are hopefully trying to build that within their own life. Yeah. And I was wondering if you can give me a few tips for the listeners. Yeah. Get started. Yeah, um, look, I can only talk from my experience. Mm -hmm. I know it's probably not the conventional way that people have gotten into Instagram stuff, but mine was all through authentic relationship. Yeah. Um, I've never done a cold email with my Instagram stats. I want, like, it's not, some people message me. sounds disgusting. But it's what people do. It's it's how people hustle. A lot of people hustle for it. Mm -hmm. I just refuse to hustle for shit. Like, the universe doesn't want me working that hard. Like, that's going to burn me out. No. And I I don't want to be working with. That's not authentic. Yeah, and I don't want to work with, like, oh, the whole thing's not right. So, for, I can only comment on my journey. Um, It's all been through relationship. People recommending me, like, hey, oh, you're looking for an influencer? Like, you've got to meet my friend Kim. Um, This is what she stands for. This is what she's about. She's really reliable. You're going to love her. Like, that is how any sort of collaboration I've had has come from. My collaboration with the Skin Hub Mm -hmm. came from Kelly, who's the owner. She did my brows for me. Yeah. Um, And we just love each other a little bit. And eventually (laughs) she was like, I don't really know. She's like, you've got some followers. What? What do I do? Like, how do I approach influencers? Like, well, make sure you have like a contract. Make sure you see their stats. Like, yeah. And she's like, "Do you want to do some stuff?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll do some stuff." And I, I just made sure I worked hard for her. Yeah. You know, never ever accept product or anything and don't over deliver. The one way to stand out is to over deliver because mm-hmm. a lot of girls that get into this, and this is gonna sound negative, but I'm gonna say it because it's true. 
Again, talent versus character. A lot of followers, they're really pretty, but they may not have the character to get things on deadline yeah. or to understand you are in a business deal. Yeah. Oh, they gave me this product, so I just didn't get around to sending them a photo. <laughs> Wow. You're, but that's the and that amount is how of you people. burn bridges. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I think even just as a, somebody who wants to be an influencer, the one thing you can do to put your head above the pack, be reliable, have initiative, send follow-up emails. Thanks so much for your time today. Loved chatting. I'm going to do this, this, and this. Like, yeah. That will make you stand out in what is currently a... Well, it's um, a saturated market. Saturated market, yeah. And from what I've heard from a lot of business owners... There's a lot of dodgy shit happening. Really? Yep. Yep. I've had, oh my gosh, a girlfriend of mine who's a hairdressing salon and I was mortified. She said that she had, this has happened to her multiple times. She gets girls to come in and do their, completely does their hair. Um, and all they have to do is be available for a photo shoot or to like be at something. So, and it might take three sessions to get their hair where they want it. And then they're like, oh no, I'm not available on that day. Wow. Oh my God. And you just think... How? How do you get away? But because the influencer industry is so unregulated mm. and business owners don't know how to protect themselves from that sort of stuff. No. Um, and there's all these girls out there who just want free shit. Mm-hmm. They don't care about being a good um, uh, influence on the community that they follow. They're just in it for free shit. And I don't understand that. Like, why be in it if you're not trying to help and change and serve because people don't want to help and change and serve i just think it's ridiculous yeah but that but that's people and that's okay Mm. but i think if you do want to get into that world the only advice i can give and that has worked slowly and beautifully for me is be authentic focus on your making your garden so attractive that companies walk by and want some of your flowers i love that analogy yeah thanks i love that yeah because i think a lot of people like oh you're gonna start like now you're doing the influencer thing, you're going to go, I was like, nope, no, I'm going to make sure my content is high quality. I learned how to do video content. I'm going to make sure that my branding is really good and I'm going to trust that companies are going to want to work with me. Is that, like, why is that such a crazy thought? Like, is someone, so that someone should want me to represent them. Yeah. Um, And that's what's worked. So really, it's all about connection. Yeah, human connection. Yeah, um, just building that with people. Over-deliver yep. always because you'll stand out really easily. Yeah. Just be mature um, and be, just to be doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. I think that's powerful. Mm. Fantastic tips for, Thanks. for everyone in that. And sorry, I'm actually just going to quickly add the other thing. Um, if you're looking at personal branding or any sort of branding and you're not sure where to start, if you don't have a clear vision of what you stand for, whether it's your company's vision or you personally, sit down tonight and write it out. Mm-hmm. What are you about? What kind of companies do you want to work for? Yep. What kind of companies don't you want to work with? What's your vision? And that way you can start attracting that and you can start to stay in that lane. Whereas if you're like, I don't know, I just kind of want to do Instagram stuff. Well, why? Why and what and how? Yeah. So if think about what you're actually about mm-hmm. and then put that online with a laser focus and then you will attract the things that align with you it takes the hustle out it does that is a beautiful segue into my next question <laughs> which is all about this hot mess yeah and what you are building there so tell me about it and then Maybe. let's talk about like because you would have had to plan that out yeah. and hash it out and realize 
what are you about and what is it going to serve? Yeah, so this hot mess um, is my blog. Yeah. I came up with the idea after I f- met with a company and felt like after coffee with me, they came back with a proposal that was just so not me. Oh. And I was having a rant. And I mean, like, I got really offended almost. Okay. And I was like, what? I'm not about that. How could they get that out of coffee with me? It's like, and the worst thing I was like, if I was going to do anything, I'd run a blog that was about you know, politics and current affairs and wellness and helping people live their best lives. And it was about me talking about the fact that I'm a hot mess <laughs> and I'm trying to do my best. So if I can put that online, maybe that'll help someone else. And my best mate was like, well, then why don't you fucking do it? <laughs> and I instantly knew. Yeah, I knew the title. It. I knew it was, I could see, I could see it. I was like, oh my gosh. So it literally, it was really funny how it came about. And then I tried to... I'm like, oh, I don't know, I'm thinking about this idea. And it just, it got to a point where it was so well, I could see it so clearly that not doing it was like disobedient mm. to my spirit. You oh, know? Yeah. Um, it was such a well-formed concept. So I knew that I wanted to have two channels. So ever so, again, my vision, it's this hot mess because life is a bit of a hot mess. Yeah. Um, so am I. Um, but in the midst <laughs> of it, how do we serve our world anyway? Yeah. But everything has to go through two channels to make it on the blog. Either be something to make our minds sharp or our hearts soft. Oh. So if it doesn't serve either of those purposes, it's not on the blog. That's beautiful. Thank you. So I write for other things and often it's like opinion-based things. Yeah. And I look, I'm like, this isn't for the blog. Because the blog is about sharp minds, soft hearts. Um, it's not, yeah, it's not an opinion-based thing. Um, I really love that there's an opportunity on there for me to be able to be a bit of a nerd. Yeah. And if something interesting is happening in politics, I'll break it down to, like, three things you need to know about the new prime minister or helping women be yeah, able to... Yeah, one of those helped me so much. Thank you, yeah. Mm. So at least at a dinner party, if someone brings up, oh, can you believe what happened? Well, at least now I know three things about it. Yeah, at least you can <laughs> sit and, and be like, I actually... I can actually listen and be a part of this conversation enough. Um, That was a really big deal that I was making politics and current affairs palatable for people who might be consuming Instagram and Kardashians all day. That really meant a lot. So again, sharp minds. Um, uh, Lots of book reviews, really great books I'm reading, and then I always do a giveaway giving away that exact book I've read. So it's probably got tea and coffee stains all over it. I'm so sorry. But that, and then you have to tag your bestie that you're going to pass the book on to. That's how you uh, enter. Yes. Oh, I remember I passed you a book. Did you read it? The yes, Alchemist. The Alchemist. Yes, oh. loved it. I passed it on to my mum. Oh. She loved it. God knows where it is now. She's probably passed it on to someone. I love that. Great book. That so, was the point. Exactly. Oh. So things like that. Um, we talk about anxiety on there, anxiety management. Yeah. Um, I interview really inspiring women about how they're a hot mess. Yeah. But how they're serving their world anyway. How do they get on with the job? You don't become obsessed with yourself. Let's get on with the job. Um, and I just love the blog. It's, you know, I I did, I was watching this trend of women that were being interviewed in, you know, all the big podcasts at the moment. Yeah. And it was the same women interviewing the same women, which is great. And it's amazing what they're doing. But I would sit and listen to these podcasts and I couldn't see myself. Yeah. None of them represented me. You know, it's like, oh, what are you doing having a bad day? Oh, I just I have a nice big glass of lemon water in the morning and I go for a walk and then I write in my gratitude journal and and then I just feel better. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck, if that worked for me, Jesus. Like, And that's their authentic truth. They probably don't have anxiety to the point that people like you and I have it. Yeah. Their mental health doesn't get as dark as ours gets. So that's their truth. And I'm like, yes, queen, you get it. I'm so yeah. happy for you. 
but where am I in that? Mm-hmm. And this hot mess was really important that the blog was for women like me who it's deeper than that. Yeah. Not because those women are shallow. They're not shallow at all. But that doesn't work for me. <laughs> that doesn't even begin to scratch the surface. I know. Um, so I felt really passionate about creating something that admitted, yeah, four hot messes. Yeah. Freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. What goes into making a blog? Um, so you have to write it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, what? <laughs> That's a lot of effort. <laughs> um, I'm lucky. I love creating content. Yeah. A lot of, so my management team talk a lot about how they work with influencers who have a following, but they actually don't like creating content. Okay. They don't like the process of creating a video or writing up a blog. Like they're just really pretty and people follow them. Mm. So having to create content for a brand or write a blog isn't actually joy for them. Yeah. Whereas for me, I'm like, oh, I'm going to write a blog about that. Like I, I think that helps. So if you are someone who you like the idea of a blog, definitely ask yourself, does creating the content bring me as much joy as responding to the comments on, on it? Or receiving the like. Yeah. <laughs> Totally, because it's the journey. You're going to spend more time editing than you are absolutely putting. Yeah, so the behind the scenes is really important. That brings you joy. So yeah. I love it. If I'm in a really non-creative space, but I've set aside, I set aside certain times every week where I have to write um, as a commitment to myself. Sometimes for me, it's really important. I'll just go to a cafe, order myself a cup of tea, or if it's past one o'clock, like a red wine. Um, and no, it's true. Red wine and I. Red wine is like medicinal for me sometimes. If I'm anxious, one glass of red, sip slowly over an hour. Mm-hmm. I can calm my thoughts and get out what I need to get out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's okay to say, but that's my truth. Yeah. Um, so sometimes, yeah, if I'm having a really anxious day and I know I want to write, it's like, okay, I can't write from my house today. Mm-hmm. So I will go somewhere and get out of my space and write my blogs. Um, mm. And I, my process is I get all my thoughts out that I want and then I edit from okay. there. Um, and I edit it down, edit it down, leave it for a day, like 24 hours, go back and re-edit it again. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but I like waffle. <laughs> she has a lot of words. Um, so Just I, a lot of things that you want and, and need to put out there. But sometimes I also say the same things like three or four times in different ways. It drives my brother mad. Uh, He's always like, you've already said this to me three different ways. Can you, like, stop? I get it. Um, so... Yeah, that's that for me. Yeah. Um, so it, it's quite time consuming. It is. It's not just I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write this little whole blurb and then upload put it, it up. No, God, no. No, yeah. it's all like it's all on my laptop. It's planned. I'm usually a month in advance okay. of the blogs that I want um, so I can make sure the tone of the blog sounds good. It's not, oh, gee, I've done three posts of anxiety in a row. Like there's light and shade in the type of posts people are getting. Um, visually as well, because um, I work with graphic design artists that do all of my graphics because I'm mm-hmm. terrible at it yeah. and it gives me anxiety. Yeah. So I just outsourced it from yeah. the beginning. Amazing. Um, I also knew I wanted to do the blog well. Yeah. So I'm like, let's start strong. Um, so it might be, you know, blog A about what's happening in the world of politics and blog B about this book. Oh, shoot, they both have black backdrops. They can't go next to each other. No. Like, it's aesthetically, I wanted it to be pretty. So organized. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so that's why being a month in advance is important. Um, but if there is something in the world of current affairs, my graphic designers, I can say to them, hey, this is a 24-hour turnaround. Um, we have an agreement. I would never abuse it. But they're like, yeah, if there's ever something that you're like, this has happened, Trump has said this, I want to explain it, I have the right to. But other than that, we're a month in advance. Um, so that there can be edits back and forth and there's never a rush. There's never a last-minute blog. Um, 
So there's a lot more that goes into it than people would think. Yeah, I think maybe there doesn't have to be, but um, I believe in the value of doing things with excellence. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Ah, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to the relaunch. Thank you. Oh, my God, me too. So excited. Yeah. I just you. think there's so much positivity to put out Thank through you. that medium. Yeah, I hope so. I'm really excited we're doing a launch party. Yeah. Yes. Which originally was like... I just feel like, fuck it, go hard or go home. Amazing. It's a great chance to get everyone together and yeah. everyone on Instagram it, which is great promo for them. Oh, it's amazing you know, It's like free PR. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, free PR is like never, or so like we, I can do better. Mm-hmm. So I sat down, I was like, how do I make this launch party reflect the blog? So it's now actually a fundraiser. I've got a bunch of different companies to donate a bunch of prizes. We're going to do a silent auction, which is where oh. you like put down the amount of money you'd be willing to pay for that item. Yeah. Where it's like a, I don't know blow dry and makeup from a certain place and then it's a secret bid and then at the end of the night you we work out what was the highest bid and that person gets that item and all the money's going to go to the give where you live foundation oh, which beautiful. i work alongside you yeah. do yeah i'm on their grant um panel review panel i don't know how to say it so people apply for grants we uh i'm on the panel that reads the grants and analyzes if they have the structure and the uh, ability to outwork that and if they deserve that thirty thousand dollars you so do so much <laughs> it's a good way for me to get uh, an insight into the s- more charities in geelong what yeah. they're doing um i have a little project i want to launch next year and yeah. so i'm trying to just yeah learn learn more about that sector mm. um and that was a great way to serve and to also learn um yeah, so that's for the Give We Live Foundation. We're going to have a panel of four women that I'm going to interview that are self-proclaimed hot messes but are also changing their slice of the world for the better. Yeah. So hopefully everyone that is invited will walk away feeling really blessed that yeah. they'll get to hear those women speak. Um, and we're just going to celebrate. So Food, much goodness. drinks, um, networking. I really want to encourage everyone. Like There are women in this room that you follow yeah. on Instagram that you haven't met yet go say hello. Like y'all need to know each other. I know every single one of you, please get to know each other. Like you're all amazing. (laughs) You know, it's like when you, you have your birthday and you've got your high school friends and your uni friends and you kind of, you put them in a room. You're like, just everyone love each other. (laughs) That's how this goes. It's networking. Yeah. 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 We've talked about building a brand. We've talked about, you know, anxiety and everything like that. And I want to talk about self-care and Mm -hmm. head into sort of like a few questions that I think are really important that I want everyone to start doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like you to tell me what self-care means to you, but also what it looks like. Yeah. Um, Self-care means to me, especially when I started to take care of dad, being unapologetic about living a life I loved. So it's not, I'm going to do a facial and have a bath. That doesn't work for me. <laughs> that doesn't spark my spirit. Yep. It doesn't... Um, having a nap <laughs> and, <laughs> and refusing to feel guilty about the nap, yeah. that's self-care for me. Um, making time to have coffee with someone who realigns my soul and invigorates me and has the same values, that's self-care for me. Yeah. Um, I think self-care needs to be... Um, instinctive not reactionary so if you do things every day that make you happy you're never gonna need to like topically fix it yeah it's like if you know that you're allergic to dairy don't eat dairy (laughs) rather than eating dairy and then getting a rash and putting cream on the rash all the time yeah yeah if you're doing the right thing every day um the other thing is i made a decision again when i started to care for dad that 
I would take time off before I needed it. Yeah. So if I'm getting to a point where I'm getting snappy, resentful, feeling a bit used by him or a bit like, you know, if I get to that point, that's my fault. So um, whatever I need to do to not get to that point. Again, it's topical. It's, it's um, I'm trying to find the word. It's like prevention. Prevention, that's exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah self-care needs to be preventative not reactionary and that's a lifestyle choice yeah and for me that looks like not working a full-time job that I hate yeah (laughs) you know um I just refuse to do that I'd rather buy cotton on clothes and never own Chanel for the rest of my life which is what I've chosen yeah I choose to live on a lower income and probably miss out on certain things so that my day-to-day life is one that I can cope with and that I'm happy with um I do go home to Townsville a good couple of times a year yeah um because that feels like home to me, that refreshes me. Yeah. And I do that again preemptively, not when I need it. Like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I must be ready for a trip to Townsville. No, book them in when you're feeling good, so you come back feeling even better. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think that's a big thing. People don't mm-hmm. preemptively do anything no. like that. It's oh, I'm burnt out now. I need to take two weeks off work, or completely. you know. Yeah, completely. And it doesn't have to be like that. Or it's this self care of like, oh, I just had a little bit of time to myself, amidst my life I don't like well mate change your life change your life change your life I'm a really big believer that especially as you know middle class white women which I'm guessing most of the people listening to this podcast statistically are we are more fortunate than almost anybody on the planet yeah you can live anywhere in the world you can do pretty much whatever job you want you can do anything you could, you could quit your whole life today and go live in Mexico and work at a bar yeah. and live on the beach every day. God, I like, like that. <laughs> well, but would, would you actually, though? Because you wouldn't feel no. fulfilled. But no, the I truth wouldn't. is, you actually could. And I think sometimes we get stuck in this, like, oh, I have to do this, or oh, I live this life. Or even people that um, uh, whinge about where they live, well, fuck, mate, move somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's... Um, you choose your life. Yeah, it's situational. Like, we can change our situation. Completely. And that I think that's the ultimate self-care, yeah. is having the confidence to be relentless about living a life that brings you joy. Yeah. Um, and being brave mm. to make the hard decisions yes. when it's not serving you anymore. Completely, because it might not make sense to some people. Yeah. You know, me being a singing teacher in Townsville whilst Dad rode it in a nursing home, like, no. Uh-huh. I, it would drive me nuts. I c- couldn't do it. So self-care for me, actually, to a certain degree, was moving here because yeah. that settled my spirit. And then I moved everything around that. I knew what my calling was in that season and I had to have the self-assurance and the confidence that the universe would work the rest of it out. Yeah. Um, and that it was better than staying in something conventional. Um, I was having a conversation with someone today and he's got a really great job and I said to him, oh, if you didn't have this job, do you, is there something? Because he fell into it through his family. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. He said, oh, I've always had this secret inkling. He's from quite a wealthy family. So he he got the job that he's got, which he's great at, but he got it because of family connections. And yeah. so instantly when he told me his story, I was like, that's not a passion job. That's mm. a privilege. You got that into that via privilege, yeah. which is happy in his job. But I wanted to ask, I was like, have you ever thought about like what you'd do if you didn't have your yellow brick road experience into, what does he do, like commercial property fund management or something? Yeah. And he's like, oh... I've always had this secret dream to move to the beach and I'd like to run a cafe. Oh. I was like, fuck, I hope you have the bravery to walk away yeah. from whatever it is you think you have to do because of your family yeah. to go and do that one day. That's a beautiful question to ask, mm. though. If you didn't have to 
you know, rely on money or anything like that. Mm. What would you do? What would you do? Yeah, yeah. I was talking with a girlfriend the other day and she did her whole teaching degree and realised that she didn't love it. Mm. And so she quit and became a PT. And people thought she was crazy. You've done this whole degree. You've got to use it. Well, actually, you know what? You don't have to use it. You don't. You don't. And I'm sure there's information and skills you gathered in that season that will serve you in the next one. But Absolutely, they will. It doesn't have to look what everyone thinks it has to look like. And mm. that takes bravery. It does. And when you're 28, living in a room next to your dad, <laughs> like, how do you date? Like, how do you... It, and it's not conventional. My life is not conventional. But I am so thankful for it. Yeah. You know? And I think you can create and for me it's really good it's a really good life yeah um it's not really good for everybody else but it doesn't have to be it has to be mine it does and i have to live it every day yes and and as long as you're at peace with it and it's it's mine it's fulfilling you Mm, you it is dad and i often like a monday morning i'm making this coffee and it's like nine o'clock and we're watching the news and we often go ah some people are in an office right now. <laughs> and now, don't be wrong, I've got girlfriends that love their office job and they would hate to do what I do. Yes. But what's important is that we're both in the right lane. Exactly. You know, my girlfriends are in the right lane with you their high-flying jobs. You would be doing it jobs. if you, you know, weren't but, happy in But it. people do. That's yeah. the problem. People yeah. do. Because they're scared to not have money. They're scared to do what it is that might be against what people think they should do. They're scared to not work the nine-to-five of what the Western world says life should look like. Yeah. It's... You've got to follow your passion with wisdom. <laughs> My heart like really bleeds for those people mm. that are too afraid to be bold. Mm. And it might not be even like your full-time job. It might be a side hustle. Yeah. Like it, just say you worked nine to five, right? And you don't or mind we, your job and you're happy. Great. Yeah, stay there. So fun. But then just say like did a gig every Friday night mm-hmm. at, the fav- at your favorite pub mm-hmm. and like that was fulfilling enough. Or what if you, like, secretly want to get piano lessons? Yeah. Do you know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah. go do that. Go do... Just do it. Live the life you love. Oh, but yeah. I'm an adult. Why would I need piano lessons? Because you fucking want to, mate. You know That's self-care. That is self-care. That is self-care. For me, this year, like I said, I will ballroom dance. Yes! Yeah, and so that's what I'm going to focus on. Amazing. Like, I want a ballroom dance. Self-care. Yeah. That, that is preventative self-care because mm. that will set your soul alight better than any fucking bath I on love the idea of it. Go do it. Mm. <laughs> you are this amazing, well-formed and well-informed human being, like full of so much knowledge. I am a nerd. That's not sexy. Yeah, I want to know where that's coming from, like, what, how have you learnt so much? Oh, uh, I am a nerd for one. Yeah. I'm my father's daughter. My dad, we watch, my dad has had me watching Question Time since I was about 13. <laughs> so I am a nerd for anything current affairs politics. Mm-hmm. I love anything to do with human behaviour, psychology. I always thought I'd work in psychology or youth work or something like that. Just love humans, love anthropology, like that whole I just froth on it. So I, and I like to, I just love consuming stuff. And it's funny, that's one of the reasons with the blog that I knew it was time because I thought, I've got all this time now. I'm caring for dad. I've got all this dead space. I'm watching all this stuff and consuming all this information and I'm just bottling it. Mm. I could be passing on these nuggets that I'm learning from other people. They're not my nuggets of wisdom. I'm mm. not wise, but I'm learning cool shit from other people. Why don't I funnel that mm. and use the platform of Instagram because it's what everyone's staring at? Um, and that's kind of the importance. So yeah. I, I'm actually just a bit of a nerd. I read a lot of articles. I love Mamma Mia. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I just 
I don't know, just always been a bit of a nerd like that. It's the only way to learn and grow, isn't it? Oh, to yeah. actually just, like, you have to want to listen to these things yeah. and to be different and better. There mm. are a lot of people that are very ignorant mm. to another way of living than yes. just their own. And because you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Yeah, to but, completely. But once you open yourself up to it, people, some people don't even realise that you can live in a completely different way than you're used to. You can. Yeah, you really can. And... Asher Ginsberg in his book said it really eloquently. His he said that his wisdom and his way of doing things had turned him into a divorced, drug addict, mentally ill person. So he just realized, I have to stop doing what I think is good mm. and do what other people tell me is good. Well, yeah, Whether that's my doctor or a, a a good a wise book about mental health or anxiety or tips on how to be tidier or like I've read them. Not I've read them all, as in those genres. I read them all. Yeah. Because people are doing life way better than me. I'm a fucking hot mess, mate. I need the help. Like, <laughs> the, this blog, the blog is not called This Hot Mess for a Gimmick. Like, it's actually my life. Yeah. And I think that constant thirst to do life better and consume, it's accumulative. So, like, there are some things I can put in place now because I put in place lesser things five years ago, which meant that then I had the, like, it's, everything's accumulative. So if you're like, oh, I don't know where to start, mate, just start somewhere. It's all going to help. Yeah. It literally don't be like frozen if you're like, just read a book on a topic that you suck on. That'll help. Exactly. And then the next thing you do will come on that and come on that. Yeah. Um, and that's what I hope this podcast will be for people. I'm so sure it will be. Just like, oh, I heard one little thing Mm. that I now think of and that I've started doing. Mm. And then eventually that builds for them and then, you know, Mm. it's the snowball effect. Snowball effect, mate. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Um, Yeah. And it's not permanent or anything like that. I'm not saying that you can, like, elevate you. Like, I still struggle with shit, but... um, But at least you're trying. I'm doing better. I'm doing way better. Like, way better. I can achieve so much more in my week now than I ever could. And I know that's because of the work I've been doing behind the scenes for the past 10 years. Mm. Um, I feel like my character is finally catching up with my gifting. And that's a scary, wonderful, weird, daunting place to be in. Level up. Yeah, oh, leveling up completely. Leveling up so much that I feel like the universe is throwing things my way to actually bring me back down. Mm. So it's that struggle that's yeah. literally my life right now is like I'm standing on the precipice of wanting to do something I consider for me something really great mm. and yeah you can those old, old things come back in and you're never there you never make it but I like I refuse to ever not try to keep getting better um mm. Mm. that is like the alchemist in a little bit mm. you know when you're finally like on the edge of greatness and you're finally like fulfilling your purpose there's always going to be like hurdles mm. that try and like waver you mm. and unsettle you mm. and if you hold still to like to your path yeah well yeah nothing can break you after yeah. that sort of thing the girlfriend i had coffee with this morning i was actually talking with her about it she's a psychotherapist by trade and a yoga teacher amazing amazing so i actually wanted to talk to her i was like i feel like i'm all of a sudden struggling with things that i haven't struggled with in like two or three years and Mm. they've come back and i said i think i've seen this before in friends and it's a well-known thing that often when you try to level up whether you call it the devil or your your shadow self or the the darkness whatever it is that we all struggle with will try and keep you and she said it is so true that we live with this level of comfortability which is say if you're out of 10 if your level of comfortability is like three to five, when you get sick, you go down to a one. So you do everything you can to bring you back into that three to five range. Yeah. And you live in that comfortability and that comfortability is set by 
how you grew up, what your family's like, what you consider to be great, where you're just authentically comfortable. She said, but when you get awakened and you try to level up, the same thing will happen. You, there's something that will try to pull you back to that level of comfortability. Even if consciously you are trying to level up, there's mm. something subconscious that will... Yeah, like no, 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 self-sabotaging yourself. Self-sabotage, yeah, because mm. you want it. There's something in you that wants to stay in this. Stay safe. Stay safe, stay in the area that we know. Mm. And it's, um, it's really interesting to watch working through that, knowing wow. that the blog is about to be launched yeah. and knowing that... Um, the kind of jobs that I'm getting and the kind of meetings I'm having that are so, uh, this momentum I'm watching, like, where the fuck did that come from? This is awesome. And then I'm, I'm noticing that principle that like, wow, this shit's going to come in. So, um, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible to watch. The brain is an amazing thing. Well, the brain's an amazing thing, but I think being aware of it is, um, important, but just know, like, even when, every time I have, like, see someone, they're like, oh, my God, you're doing so good. I'm so, so great. Just know, anytime you're watching someone level up, there's a struggle that goes with that. Yeah. Every time. And be prepared for it. Mm. Do you have a practice or any little, like, little things you do to just keep you present? I'm not very good at it. Uh, one thing is I delete Instagram for large portions of the day. Really? Yeah. My obsessive-compulsive brain just fucking eats that shit up (laughs) i'll get lost in instagram for half an hour and not even think i've breathed wow it just gets me the the way that they've designed it they're so tricky to suck us in it's like junk food for the brain and i am so susceptible if i'm having an anxious day i will lose time on that as a way for my brain to escape or let that energy out because you're flicking and you're looking and you're like it's so um a big one for me is if I know that I'm susceptible to that, like a really anxious day, if I know I don't have to post anything till night time and I've got nothing that I need to post about during the day, I actually just delete it off my phone. Wow. And it doesn't like delete anything, do anything. Well, unless you've got saved posts, yeah. um, which I just screenshot and then I just cut them in or I'll put um, my caption in a notes. Yeah. Um, I just delete it. I delete it every night around nine o'clock so and then great. put off for as long as possible in the morning. Um, there is a massive theme at the moment that is mm. associating having Instagram, you know, and our mental health. Mm. There's a massive correlation between yeah. it. And for me, it's not a comparison thing. Like I don't sit on Instagram like, oh, she's so pretty. Why don't I look like that? For me, it's actually an, it's something that grabs onto my anxiousness and gives my anxiety a way to be funneled. And a, it's, it just... Yeah, it's, it's it's like an obsessive compulsive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've learned now I can try and, oh, I'll put it, you know, like I, I put it on my screen, like on the last page. I tried that. I have it in, I still do, in a folder that says choose life. So that every time I go on it, it's like, do you want to like choose life in front of you? Be, you know? Whoa. And that worked for a certain point. And that was when I was like, fuck it, I'm just deleting this shit. So if I know I have to get shit done and I'm having an anxious day, I just delete Instagram for as long as possible. I love that. Yeah, it's it's good. And it's, a, yeah, it's, it's that's, I'm a, that's just me. I wish I could say that I didn't have to do something that extreme, but I'm just done with pretending like my brain isn't as hot messy as it is. <laughs> um, so that's a good one. Um, I find... Uh, being grateful throughout the day. I'm not really into the gratitude journal thing. Mm. Um, I find it doesn't follow me throughout the day. 
Um, I started with a gratitude journal. It helped me become aware of things I'm grateful for. But now I try to feel that gratitude early. Like, like so... Um, like, yeah. Yeah, like this morning I was having breakfast by the, by the seaside. And when they put my plate down, instead of later being like, I was thankful for the beautiful coffee I got to have today with my friend by the seaside. Rather than doing that, it's like in that moment, I'm like, oh so lucky to be here right now with this food and this person I don't know what you call it a prayer it's like thank you God like I actually take a second to just oh yeah and some of my friends make fun of me like people who aren't oh yeah if I do that in front of my sister she'll be like you're a fucking weirdo oh no see Um, that is such a me thing yeah people like my my ex-partner used to be like oh my god seriously like just be you know just be it's like no No. like look where we are like we just take a moment to appreciate Wow! Like, Whenever I'm outdoors, I'm like yeah. I'm at the beach. There's like the moon and the mm. stars, or something like that. And I mm. just, for a moment, I just go, wow. Yeah, let it soak. Like what is it? Um, like ferment in it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so that helps. It also then helps me call out when I'm uh, ungratefulness is coming out of my mouth because mm-hmm. it feels foreign. Okay. So if I'm if I'm purposely grateful all through the day, yeah, when my attitude gets a bit shitty, it feels weird. You're like, oh, that's not usually how I oh, wow, I'm, I'm being, un, you know, and that helps me level up again. Um, so that's probably something I do for mindfulness. Oh, I listen to the Daily Calm app, like, every day. To, like, oh, if I have a so nap. this is, a, like, a meditation app? Or? It, yeah, med- it's called the Daily Calm. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I have a nap, because my anxiety, I run really fast and then I crash. Yeah. So if I have a lot on in a day, I'll schedule a half an hour nap. Um, if I have a little nap, I feel like I've had like five days sleep really I just need to shut down sometimes even just for 15 minutes and then I can go again so that you would never see me on stage and I wouldn't have had a 15 minute nap Mm. in the prelude to that swap over Mm -hmm. it's like I can recharge a bit um so I put my daily calm app on and listen to that I listen to it every night before I go to bed um jeez I just I love that you know your body so well Mm. like you are so aware of what it needs yeah I have I have worked I've worked it out more now than ever I am 32 though that's true. You know? Um, Experience. Anx- anxiety and I have been... We've been in this game for a while now. <laughs> we're not new friends. We're an old married couple, us, anxiety. You know, it's an old companion. Um, so, yeah, that's a big thing is just not being apologetic about the fact I need a nap. All yeah. my friends know. I'll be like, I'll be there. I, like, I need to have a nap. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. So, daily calm is a big one. Um, helps me just try. Cool. It also gives me space to notice... Um, if I am anxious, because sometimes I'll go to listen to it, and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm really struck. Wow, fuck, my brain's a mess today, because mm-hmm. sometimes life's so fast, you don't even notice. Yeah, so, so it, like, takes you a while to, like, focus into the meditation? Yeah, or? or settle into it, or I notice that I have no idea what she just said for the last five seconds. Oh, so you're in your own head. Just... Yeah, just, just in and out of what she's saying. It can be a good temperature gauger. So if I notice that, I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, I'm not going to have a cup of tea when I get up. That's like I'll be able to manage what I eat and what I consume that might overstimulate my brain and push me into more anxiety. Because of the caffeine. Yes. So it gives me a chance to analyse where I'm at before yeah. I go on to the next part of my day. That's brilliant. Um, yeah, that's important for me because tea and co- like tea can be a really – it can be the difference between manageable and non-manageable anxiety. And people don't realise it's got caffeine in it. I didn't for years. <laughs> years. And I'd be like sweating and like my jaw would be clenching and I'd be all anxious. I remember one day someone was like, you know, it's got caffeine in it. I was like, tea? <laughs> no. And people are drinking like 10 a day. I used to. <laughs> I used to. And I'd like, oh, man, so intense. Yeah. 
I think I worked that out when I was like 21. It was a game changer, mm. monitoring how much tea I have. Yeah. Um, Another fantastic tip. Yeah, don't drink too much tea. There is caffeine-free black tea that you can get. Mm. Um, I have that in the house always as an option. Um, yeah, so that's probably my sense of mindfulness. Um, yoga is really important. Um, yeah. I'm, I very much want to practice yoga. It's going to change your life. That's going to be my next thing. It's going to change your life. Yeah. Yeah. Energetically, it shifts more than we can ever imagine. Mm. It gets you in tune with your body. It, yeah, I can't... I don't want to feel it's like, yoga changed my life. But it is... Actually, I can say it more eloquently than that. Yoga hasn't changed my life. It has come along at a time where I need to level the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And it has gotten me there. Oh, I love that. It's Yeah, it's come at the right time. The right teacher. Um... You know, when dad got really sick, what, maybe two months ago, he needs way more care than he did before. I had to level up. And this is right two months before the launch of the blog. And, like, it was just like, this is the worst timing ever. But yoga came along for me at that point. And I see that as the universe. The universe gave me that tool when I was ready to to level up. Um, So it's been a a game changer. Huge recommendation. Mm, It's been a game changer. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Is there anything that you would love to share with the listeners that we haven't brushed over yet. So the last five hours of chatting isn't enough. (laughs) The older I get, mate, trust your gut. It will not lead you astray. It'll lead you into weird-ass scary places, but it won't lead you astray. Um, And just believe in your individuality. Believe in that little dream that wants to open a seaside cafe. Listen to that voice that wants to do boring dancing. You know, if, if you have a dream to write a blog, Fucking write it because your neighbor's dream is different to yours and it's important. It's so important we're all walking in our lane. Um, Even if your lane is weird. My lane is weird, but I'm happy. Mm. Um, Not every day, but, you know, it's it's my lane and I just think we all need to, yeah, run Mm. in our lanes. So the universe has you back. I know that sounds cliche, but you'll be okay. You'll fall, you'll, you'll fall on your feet. Um, yeah, my friends and I, we we always fall back on, mate, what's your gut tell you? <laughs> That's our go-to. So I'm thinking yeah. of this and you talk it out and at the end of it, my question is always, okay, cool, but what's your gut say? It just has to be that yeah. simple. Because sometimes your gut will tell you to do the thing that's not logical and you have to trust that. Um, quitting my job at 27 to come down and care for dad, not logical at all. But it was your gut. Mm-hmm. And I knew, yeah. you know, leaving my record label at 21 to go to Bible college, not logical, <laughs> not logical at all. Looking back, one of the best decisions I've ever made. And the shit I copped for that, aren't you the girl from Australian Idol? Why are you working in retail? Why do you have a career? What's happened to your singing? When are you getting back on stage? It was some of the most formative years of my life. Um, again, unconventional, but it was right for me. Mm. So, yeah, if there's one thing my life has taught me, it's that. And just don't be an asshole, hey? Just, like, smile at strangers and shit. I love that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I do it all the time. I'm walking down the street. I'm smiling. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. How are you? Just don't be an asshole. No. There's enough of those out there. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. You're I just think you're amazing. And I can't wait for everything Thank that you, you have to come. Because it's going to help so many people. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Well, um, you've written a beautiful blog for me, so I'm really excited <laughs> to get that out there. Steph's one of the people that I said, like, you have to you have to do a guest blog. So, 
Thank yeah. you. Well, for when you relaunch, where can people find you? Yes, uh, Instagram, because mm-hmm. that's what everyone's staring at. Um, so this hot mess AU is the tag, um, and then mine is Kim Elise Cooper. So if you can't find that, find that one, and then it's in my like bio to click over. We launch either the well, depending on how long people we launch soon. <laughs> You'll see. Dot dot dot. Yeah, yeah, Pending, yeah. yeah. Drop the teaser in now. Well, it's more like whenever <laughs> we. Depending on when the website can be ready, we've got two dates, and by the end of the week, I should know which date we're choosing. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, keep an eye on it, and yeah. you'll know. Big things coming. Oh, thank you oh. so much for being here. Thank you, darling. Well, there you have it, guys. A wonderfully insightful episode from the lovely Kim Cooper. I can personally say that the pockets of wisdom in this episode have carried out into my day to day life since we recorded this episode back in July and I'm honestly better for it. Guys, head over and follow This Hot Mess Australia on Instagram and keep your eyes peeled for the relaunch because there is going to be some beautiful work coming from it very soon. And if I know Kim, it is going to be absolute gold. And guys, if you've been enjoying the Plant-Based Body Podcast, then head over and hit the subscribe button and leave me a rating. But for now, It has been an absolute pleasure being here with you guys for another episode and I look forward to seeing you next week.